black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? The week has been weeking. I will say it's been a very long week. Harrison was out for spring break on, or no, fall break on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I know I mentioned that last week. Thursday, he went back to school. Friday, he was out of school because he spiked a fever on Thursday. And Saturday, we were fine, right? We were running around. We went to Blue Ridge. If you haven't been to Blue Ridge, it's actually a a really like cute, quaint little town that has like cabins and stuff like that, right? So we went there with a friend of ours and their kids. And then Harrison, he did fine. He he picked apples at Mercy Orchids and we went on the train ride. Everything was great Saturday. Sunday morning, he spiked a fever. We packed our stuff up, went to the hospital, Nothing like spending the day in the hospital, right, with a toddler that's super sick. So Sunday was a little rough, and now you guys were recording on a Monday. So now today is Monday, and he is running around like nothing is wrong. He still has a cough. He has been labbed up, and none of his labs have come back positive. So it's just run-of-the-mill, you know, upper respiratory virus, which is worse this year, right? Because last year, everybody still had all masks and things, but... This year, I mean, the flu is like, we back. Rhinovirus is like, hey, where you been? So everybody is just super sick. So if you have kids right now, I know you feel me. Because half the school is out sick. <laughs> half the school is sick. And half of my office is sick too. So I've been walking around with a mask on because I'm not trying to get the cooties. But yes, my week has been spent on and off with a sick child. Plus a splash of fun in there. Camping or what I call glamping. Because we don't really camp. There's, there's, we don't need tents and things like that. Mm-mm, no. Well, I'm glad that Harrison is feeling better. And you're absolutely right. Like, I feel like my week, Ken and I both have been sick this week, which is always very interesting because it's like the battle of who's sicker. And Janine never wins, ever, ever. I'm, I just, I'm just playing. He was really sick. Like, he, Ken still has a cough. I don't. Um, well, I kind of do, but I, try to suppress it. But yeah, like, I think that maybe we need to go back to wearing masks, honestly, because we weren't as sick. Like, I don't think I got as sick with the exception of the respiratory illness. I don't think that I got as sick, like as frequently when we were wearing masks. Yep, Johnny, but you did get sick. I remember you being sick. It was because I had the what like the I was a little sick and then I had the flu shot and then the COVID shot, like all right with each other. 
Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it, but you definitely were sick. But I will say that for the most part, generally speaking, we weren't as sick. And and that is why in that office, I'm wearing a mask because every pregnant woman is coming through their coffin and then coming in my little office, closing the door with me having to talk to them for 45 minutes. Oh, no. I'm wearing a mask and Lysol in between y'all and putting my fan on after I spray the Lysol to circulate the Lysol around the room because I'm not trying to be up in here sick. So let's go back to the mask. Let's go back. Yeah, but I don't need you choking on Lysol either, my dear. Listen, what it, didn't didn't Trump tell us to snort the Lysol or smoke it or something like that? Ingest bleaching Lysol, something like that. Where you cleanse your system. <laughs> cleanse your respiratory yeah. system. Uh-huh, sure. How well did that work out for those who were ingesting Lysol? It didn't. It didn't. Ugh. So, so Janine, besides being sick, anything else happened this week? Any news? Mm, no, no news. I don't think I did anything this week. This week was actually a pretty... No, I take that back. It wasn't really chill of a week, but it was like not super eventful like most of my weeks are. I am going into... Okay, you know what they call cuffing season, like where people, they find somebody when they've been dating for whatever, you know, however long they've been dating around in the summertime because, you know, everybody's outside in the summer. And then in the wintertime, when it gets to be cooler, everybody wants to go inside. So it's called cuffing season, right? Well, I'm going through this like cuffing season, even though that I wasn't really outside, but I'm tired. Like my, I'm getting sick now, I think, because for a couple of reasons, one, because it's that time of year again. Um, but two, because I don't get a lot of sleep and I've realized that there's like, this is going to be, I don't want to say slow down period. Cause I don't want to, like, I don't like the concept of slowing down. Right. Because it's like, it feels like you're going to come to a screeching halt if you keep slowing down. Right. So I don't want to say that, but I will say I am in a phase of my life right now where I don't necessarily need to be outside all the time. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate you thinking of me. I will think of you. I will send you a gift if you keep inviting me. But every now and then again, I might not come. That's where I am in life. I might, I just might not show up. And it's not because I don't love you. It's just because a girl is tired. And in order for me to like look like something and keep showing up for you when it's really important, I got to get some rest because, oh my God, y'all are wearing a girl thin. But I love y'all, though. Listen, I am all about the season of selectivity. You got to pick and choose what you want to go to. And if it wears you off and it makes you tired, then don't go. Like, I'm I'm with that. And I think that people can appreciate that. Like, you don't want to go to somebody's event, like, not really feeling it, right? It brings down the whole atmosphere of the event. So go to the events that you're like, I'm excited to go to this event. I'm, I'm ready. And if you're not ready and you're not excited, girl... Don't go. I've been doing that. Mm-mm. I don't show up for everything. I tell you when I'm not going to show up, but I'm definitely not showing up for everything. I can't stress myself too thin. I have one friend that does this like sort of drive by. She's like, oh, we have this event and I'm just going to drive by my friend's party on the way there and stay for like 20, 30 minutes. I'm going to hit up over there. No, just be present at whatever event you're going to be at because there's no reason for you to go to your friend's party after you leave the gala overdressed and not wanting to do anything. So just just go to that event that you were planning to go to. And if you have a conflict, say, oh, girl, I have a conflict. And leave it at that. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Definitely fair. And look, look let me say this, right? 
I'm very good at um, if I'm outside, I stay outside. Right. And typically, if I go to one event, I will plan to go to like one or two events in the same night so that I can support multiple people. Like I'm not going to go to two events for the same person or two events for the same people. Right. I'm going to go to like, you know, if you have an event but you know, that's like a happy hour event and then someone else has an event that's a little bit later or if someone has like the after hour situation, I will line up my going out day so that everything can fit into the same day. However, like if there's, you know, I can pick one thing or, you know, another, I will pick the thing that's most conducive to me being able to support the most people in the same day. However, if I'm inside, I'm inside. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've received a like, hey, you know, we're having such and such. And if you would like to come and I'm like, oh, nope, that's my inside day. Or I'm already in the house and you're inviting me to something last minute. I'm probably not going to come. If you need me to support something, I'm at that age where you're going to have to tell me, like, I really need your support with this one. Right. Because otherwise I am going to put it on a scale based on what I have going on. And I'm not really going to give it that extra, like, let me just push through to make it happen. The only thing I'm pushing through to make happen these days are getting to the house of the Lord. Cause I'm exhausted. Like I am beat down. Do you hear what I tell you? I guess this is my sign that I'm getting old. I guess that's what this is, but I'm okay with it because what I'm not about to do is be, 40 looking like I'm 70. So yeah, I need to get some rest y'all. Hope y'all still love me. Girl, they still love you. It'll be fine. Promise it'll be fine. So, um, you know, I guess we need to hear from our listeners. Uh, listen, y'all, we don't do better with social media. We just forgive us. Charted to the busyness, but how y'all doing? Let us know how y'all been this week. And if you guys are being selective with your time as well. Yeah. I I literally, Nicole, when you said that, my mic was my mic was muted when you said that, but I really am feeling that. Like, y'all forgive us because a girl, when I tell you a girl is tired, a girl is tired. Like I used to be the kind of person where I could respond to text messages within the seconds. Like I was like quick drama girl with the text message. Now, baby, I looked at my phone just right before we started recording. I was like, there are 12 people that I have not even opened my phone to look at their message. Like, how did I get 12 messages in an hour? How? How, Sway? How? How? And then I figured it's not really important because I didn't see anything in the group chat between you and Ken. And then I also didn't see any text messages from Ken because he was with me. So I was like, okay, well, all 12 other people, I'm sorry, but I'm tired and other things took priority. But yes, to our listeners, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take responsibility for it because, you know, on social media, that was like kind of my thing. (sighs) Y'all, I'm tired, but we're going to get back there. But Nicole, I had an idea. Maybe our listeners will write us and tell us what they think. Maybe as opposed to us like, you know, posting things that we have to create something else. I was thinking maybe we could talk to them more like live, like we could go on like, you know, when once our makeup is done and all that, not full on, but you know, like when we're in our day and just stop in and chat about the things that, you know, they should pay attention to in the podcast. I thought maybe that would be a little bit more interactive. I don't know. What do you think? What do y'all think? You tell us. 
Let us know if y'all want to see. Now, you see me in the middle of the day. I'm not, Johnny will be dolled up, but I'm going to be roughing it. I'm going to be in scrub. Don't judge me. Take me as I am. Because that's how you're going to get me. Raw. That's how you're going to get me. <laughs> yeah, Janine doesn't get dolled up during the day, only for events. So there you go. If you see me at an event, I look very different. Like Nicole, you're seeing me now. I have bags under my eyes and they look like I'm red, like I haven't had sleep in days. Ah, <sighs> Jesus. All right, Johnny. So what's on our timeline this week? Okay, so I'm going to say that the topic on our timeline is body count. However, I have to give a real quick like disclaimer, not even a disclaimer. Matter of fact, let me just do this. So Club Shay Shay has now graced our timeline for two weeks in a row. And typically we don't really talk about other podcasts unless they're on the network. But Club Shay Shay is really doing the thing because it keeps showing up on our timeline, which is very interesting. So I have to get a shout shout out to Club Shay Shay's like social media producers, all those people, all of the people that make these things happen like us. Right. Like, you know, we don't have a team nearly as large as Club Shay Shay. However, I will say this, whatever it is that they're doing shout out to them because I'm kind of a fan now and I will tell you why. We had last week's topic with Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade um, from Club Shay Shay. And then this week it came back from Club Shay Shay on a completely different topic. And so I went and actually watched a Club Shay Shay YouTube and listened to the adjoining podcast. And I will say this. This is not a podcast that I would traditionally seek out. However, now that I found it, it's kind of worth it. So give yourself a few minutes and listen to this episode that we're going to talk about. Okay, so let me go back focused. So this week on Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp chatted with Brittany Renner. Now, if you're like me, and I tend to think that I'm relatively pop culture savvy, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I have another friend, Nicole, who is definitely a pop pop culture expert, but I wouldn't say that I'm there, but I, I tend to stay abreast of what's going on. So I knew of Brittany Renner because she had a baby with PJ Washington, but I didn't really know really who she was. And then I kind of felt a little bit ashamed because I didn't know who she was because she used to be a soccer star. I mean, it's a whole thing. So this week's episode was, was with Brittany Renner. And I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about who she is because I needed it. And this is who she was. So she's an internet personality, social media influencer. She is actually by trade, I believe, a fitness model, but then she's also an entrepreneur. And what I just kind of gave a nod to earlier is she went to Jackson State where she was a soccer star until she left school. But a star, like led her team to the championship twice. And she was a star and could have gone pro potentially. However, as she shared in the interview, she fell in love. So she wrote this book and the book is, matter of fact, I actually, for whatever reason, didn't write down the title. So I'm going to go look it up really quickly because... Um, the book is called judge this cover and she wrote it in 2018 when she was 25. And as I said, she's probably most well known for being the ex of PJ Washington and the couple 
shared a shares a child. So she kind of has this reputation, Nicole, of being like, you know, a video vixen kind of, but for pro athletes, I guess. She apparently has a very impressive list of people that she has been in relationships with. So in the interview, Shannon Sharp asks her a lot of questions, but he starts from the beginning. He's like, okay, so where'd you grow up? He's like, you were born in Mississippi. She was like, no, I was born in Ohio. She grew up in Mississippi. And he was like, okay, now that the basic information is over, tell me what made you who you are. And she, he went back to the very beginning. So she shared this about herself. She said that she's biracial. She said she was raised by her white grandparents. So her mother's parents. And she was raised in what, uh, what she considered a very sheltered, very structured, very whitewashed household. She said you would have dinner at five. You could have a snack at eight. You were in bed by nine. Very, very structured, she said. And she said that she found it very difficult for her to connect with her grandparents. And she felt like she always had this longing to be with her parents. So her dad was an alcoholic. And so he wasn't in any position to raise her. And she really didn't go into the detail about her mom, but she said that her mom wasn't really in any position to raise her either. So her grandparents kind of took her on, which makes total sense. We all know that's what happens, especially in the South, right? But she said that she really just didn't feel connected to her grandparents. And she always just had this, like I said, longing for, you know, the love of a parent, someone who could understand her, you know, give her the things that parents are supposed to give. So she said that she felt overlooked and unattractive until she started getting attention in kind of like middle and high school, right? She said she went to a predominantly white school. She always just felt like she was kind of on the outside. And she said that she always felt overlooked. She said that she had problems with her skin. She said that she had problems, you know, she didn't really grow into her body. So she was just kind of there, not really a part of the community that she was in. Um, And so then she said when she got into high school, she realized that, you know, people were noticing her. And she said that people started noticing her, as she put it, for all the wrong reasons. But she said at the time, she didn't really know it was for all the all the wrong reasons. And then she said that between high school and college, people became super focused on her her looks and her body. So she seems to be a pretty average, like, social media influencer, right, Nicole? Like, she just seems to be like any other social influencer who is beautiful and has all of the following and so on. Well, but that's not why this interview went viral. This interview went viral because she, in the interview, kind of bared some pretty interesting personal info. So one of the first things that she shared was that, well, Shannon actually shared this about her and she confirmed it was that she had slept with three men in a 24 hour period and subsequently got a yeast infection. And to her defense, she came to her own. She said, well, yeah, I slept with the three men in 24 hours. um, But I, Consider, you know, considering what I could have gotten, I think I came out pretty unscathed. (sighs) 
that really wasn't the end of it. The end of it was when she decided to share that she had been with 35 men. Now, Shannon Sharp jumped in and said, like, well, first of all, he had to take a shot. Then he coughed and was kind of trying to figure out how to get himself together. And Shannon Sharp asked her, why does she share this? Like, why share your body count publicly? He said that most men are okay or at least could be okay if they knew your body count. But it was something that was shared between the two of you privately. Um, But he said that personally, like, you know, he didn't really know of any men that would be okay with her publicly sharing her body count. Now, she said that she's been called to share, right? Like why she wrote the book, kind of why she's so public with her social media and kind of shares all the things that go on in her personal life there. And also on this podcast. So she's like, look, I've been called to share. And she said she doesn't regret it. And she, you know, goes on to explain why she shares. But he was like, yeah, I get it, kind of. But like, you shouldn't do that. And she basically told him that if a man is supposed to is the man that's supposed to be for her, he's going to be okay and going to have everything that he needs to be able to accept her and her body count, which look, I I can't really dispute with, with the girl. So, Nicole, I know that this topic could go real left very fast. So we're talking about body count. So I didn't want it to go left fast. So a couple of things. One, I decided to make just a couple points so that I don't go on and on because I had so many varying feelings about all of this. And then two, I'm going to ask you some questions and they're going to be very key questions that you can kind of answer. They're supposed to be yes or no questions, but you might want to expand and then you can go into them. Is that okay? Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. So first I want to say this, the title of Brittany's book is dead on, right? Like judge the cover. So when I, when I first, when we first decided that we were going to do this topic, I was like, okay, here we go. It's another like a video vixen, someone who's trying to get famous off of the men they've slept with, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I kind of fit into the narrative of, of what people were saying about her and PJ. And I kind of was like, eh, I don't know the girl from a can of paint, to be very honest. And the only time I had really ever heard of her was in relation to PJ. So it kind of was like, or like, you know, basketball wives. And it it was all kind of like interesting in my head. Like didn't really have an opinion, didn't really not have an opinion, but kind of dismissed her, right? But I feel like she's she's like a real like she has real character. She's not like, oh, I just want to be pretty. I just want people to look at me and think how great I am. She's like, look, this is all going to fade. Like it has to be something else behind this. Right. So I I kind of did judge her unintentionally, but kind of did judge her. And then when I when I listened to the interview, I was like, oh, this girl really is like it. I mean, she's more than what we see on the internet, right? And I realized that there is there's a special like set of women that are, that have this, right? Like that are beautiful, the super unique looking, super gorgeous, and then they have the charisma that men just like flock to them, like the Kim Kardashians of the world, the Amber Roses of the world, the, and I would include Britney in this category, where men just flock to them. And yeah, they might not have the best reputation, so to speak, but like. 
there's more there if you if you get beneath the surface. There's there's something else there. So that's one. Second part is this story clearly shows the double standard of men and women because one of the things that Britney did in this interview is she turned around and asked Shannon Sharp, hey, well, what what about your body count? What is your body count looking like? And he said to her, well, when you get your podcast, I'll come on your podcast and then we can have this conversation, which good deflecting, Shannon, good deflecting. However, <laughs> double standard here. So lastly, Nicole, I'm going to get into these questions because I feel like it's a thing. Um, the first question I have, and this is yes or no, do you consider 35 a high body count? Yes. Okay. Do you consider a 35 a high body count for men specifically? Yes. Men, women, dogs, all of them. It's a high body count. Okay. Do you consider... 35 a high body count for someone who is in the public eye okay what part of 35 is a high body count i mean i, I can't make it no lower <laughs> okay how about somebody that's our age or higher high it's high <laughs> okay so then my question to you is does body count actually matter yes and no i think that if it matters to the person with the body count, then it matters, right? So why do you have such a high body count is the question. And do you realize it's a high body count and now you have tried to decrease the rate at which you're acquiring said body counts? Or do you not think anything of the body count and you're okay with it? So I just think it's, I think it depends on why you have the high body count, right? So if you have a low self-esteem and you have high body count, that's a problem. We need to work on those insecurities. If you've been raped or molested, then that's an issue, right? Like we've gone through trauma and that's the reason that we have that high body count. If we're promiscuous, but we haven't been raped or molested and you're not, you know, seeking attention from said people, then why are we so promiscuous? Is it that you have a, a, like sex addiction? So there are different reasons for people having a high body count. So it dep depends on the reason, but the number doesn't change. It's high, right? But why you have it matters. And I think that if there's someone that, let's say I'm dating someone, that has a high body count, but they've been through trauma and now they've got the counseling to overcome that trauma, then to me, it matters that you've overcome the trauma, but I'm not so much impacted by the actual number, okay? Versus, hey, you have a high body count because you just can't settle down, but then you're trying to date me. That matters, right? Because I'm just going to be a number in the count, Right. Instead of 35, I'm going to be number 36. And that's not that's going to be a problem for me. So it depends on the why for me. That's fair. OK, last question. I didn't ask, did not actually write this down. This question actually came from what you just said. Would you ask someone for their body count? It depends on the situation. Right. So it depends on how long I've been with them. Um, it depends on how and where I met that person. Um, it just depends. I mean, historically, 
Um, first of all, let me say my body count is low. I count on fingers my body count, okay? So let me start there. But I've not been with anybody that I've asked a body count to. Like, it's not like my ex-husband when we were dating, I said, how many people have you slept with? I, have, I haven't done that. Um, or my fiance before him, how many people have slept? I have not done that. So, um, so for me to ask, there must be some patterns I start to see for me to say, whoa, whoa, how many people have you? You know, I, so it depends. Uh, I would say, you know, off the top of my head, no, I would not ask that, but I can see why some people do. Yeah, I'm always curious. I typically ask my male friends. I did. I think I asked. Ken, did I ask you? I think I did. I think you deflected. Um, I I think that I asked my male friends. I think just because I'm curious, just because I'm really curious as to who who are these people that are sleeping with these women that have these high body counts. There are these men who have oftentimes higher body counts, right? So like. I have some friends that have some body counts that are in the hundreds and these are all men. I don't know of any of my female friends that have body counts in the hundreds. I know female friends that have body counts that are close to the thirties, 35 probably ish. I don't know. I'm not counting. I'm not really keeping track of my female friends, body counts, male friends either. But I ask them because I'm curious to, as to like, how, how is this, you know, happening? Because for men, typically, if it's offered, they're not turning it down. For us, on the other hand, if it's offered, we're like, uh, uh, thanks. Thanks for the offer, but no thanks, right? Because it's just something very different about like a fly-by-night kind of situation, at least for me. I'm not going to speak to other women and how they handle their vagina. But for me, it's something very different about a fly-by-night situation with someone as a woman that has to like, you know, take something inside of her than it is for a man. Like they just hitting it and quitting it and it, they're okay. It's very, very different. So at least for me, again, not speaking for the entire female population, but I just feel like there are people that have super high body counts. I actually was surprised that it was just 35 for her. I was because I know some people, I mean, not for nothing, but like, if we talk about celebrities like Taylor Swift, we assume that she has had relations with the people that she's been with. I mean, think about what her body count's probably looking like at this point, right? Like, and again, not to shame her, not to shame any female or any woman that decides that, you know, they would like to be free with their body. However, that's something that, you know, we have to think about, right? And then at a certain age, are we really still keeping body count? Like, I don't understand. How do we even remember? Like, are we sitting like, do, 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 especially these men? Honestly, I, I would be surprised if half of the men that we both know could even give us a number that was within like five of what their real body count was off the top of their head. What do you think? Really? I don't know. I feel like my male friends ain't, they're not hoeing like that. Okay. I'm going to name one name. And you tell me if you think that he can, and we can edit this out. If you think that he can give his body count within five off the top of his head. Yeah, she's oh, I think that I think that Negro is actually keeping like tabs. I think he can tell you an accurate number. I, they do that, you know. 
that for men, for some men, it's like a little badge of honor. It's like a trophy, right? So I think that a lot of men can probably tell you exactly how many women they've slept with or men they slept with, right? I think that that's, uh, that's them. I think that women try to X people out that they then like. Like literally, like when I was preparing this episode, I was like, what is my body? Let me count. Wait a minute. And I have four. Wait, wait. Oh man, I forgot about him. You know, you you do try to like literally like block out the bad memories. Like women do that, or they say, "Oh, he didn't count. He didn't really count." But men okay. don't really do that. They count like, "Oh, I had sex with her. That's not. I had sex with somebody else the next night." But women, if it's not like a relationship, relationship, we ain't counting. So Nicole, my thing is this. I don't think that people should be shamed about their body count as long as you're being safe and responsible. Now, for me and and my lady parts, I just don't think that it makes a lot of sense to be spreading them all around thin. That's just me. I mean, you know, I'm still a good old church girl and I'm not ever going to say like, oh, yeah, you should just be having all kinds of sex willy nilly outside of marriage. Nope. Never going to say it. Never going to hear me say it. Do what you want. Janine's not going to condone it. That's what I'm saying. You can do what you do what you wish. Janine's not condoning it. However, if you do choose to be sexually promiscuous, be safe because you don't you could have a body count of one and end up with a child that you, you know, were not expecting. And then you could have a body count of one and end up with something that you can never get rid of. And I'm not talking about a child. I'm talking about something that you might have to go see Dr. Plenty for. And that's when your body count really does matter. That's when it matters. That one, that one is when the body count matters. So I'm not as much about the number. Now, if you have in the hundreds plus, you need counseling. You need counseling. Whatever it is that you're seeking in that bid, you need to find it elsewhere because it's not going to be in the bid. But if your numbers are reasonable, if you don't have more than one for every year you've been alive, I mean, Janine's not over here judging. That's all I'm saying. All right, Janine. So are you ready to talk through some of these letters? Let's do it. All right. Our first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I've never been embarrassed about the number of guys I've been with. You see, I'm sexually mature and know what I want. I think women deserve pleasure just as much as men do. So in the past, if I wanted to have sex, I would with whatever guy I wanted to at the time. And I usually never circle back to the same guy because they can start to get a little attached and I wasn't ready for attachment. But about six months ago, I met this really funny guy named Steven while I was out doing a little shopping. We were both in line at the grocery store when he turned and made a joke about how long the cashier was taking. We both laughed. Then he asked me what I was cooking him for dinner, which also made me crack up. We had a little small talk. Once he checked out, he waited on me by the door. He walked me to my car, helped me unload my groceries, then asked for my number. Later that night, he called to see how my dinner turned out. We talked about the football game and made plans to hang out later that week. That weekend, we went to dinner and and a movie where we awkwardly ran into two guys I had been with before while we were waiting on our table. I casually smiled and said, hello. One guy said, what's up, and kept on moving. But the other guy literally pulled me to the side and asked why I slept with him and never returned his call. He seemed pretty hurt. 
I told him this was not the time and walked away. This didn't really phase Stephen. Our date went well and we went on several dates after that, which developed into a relationship. Recently, Stephen hosted a game night at his house. Shockingly, I had been with two of his friends who attended the game night, which made the night awkward. One guy was one of his college football buddies. The other was his sister's date. Both guys spoke to me and neither of them brought up that we had been together. But after the game night was over, I went ahead and told Steven that I had been with two of his friends before. I didn't want the information to catch him off guard or make him think that I was hiding something from him. So with me having a sexual history with two of his friends, plus the two guys from the first date, obviously he started to question if I had been with any of his other friends. So he asked if there were any other guys from my past that we might run into. When I said I didn't know, he asked, well, how many guys have you been with? I got mad and walked away because I couldn't believe he would ask me that. I left his house without giving him an answer. So ladies, should I actually tell Stephen I've slept with over 80 guys that I can remember? Or just try to leave the past in the past and request that we just move forward. How can I remain honest and not lose his trust if I don't tell him? Sign Brendalyn. Okay, Brendalyn, I will just tell you this. I think it's okay to omit some information if it means that you are not going to shame someone else, right? I think that, you know, when, and I think that Shannon Sharp actually said this on his podcast. I think that it's okay that if you are omitting information for the purposes of sparing someone embarrassment, I think it's, it's worth it. Now I'm not going to tell you to lie and say, so I don't think you'd say anything because nothing that you're going to say is going to, to shed you in a positive light. I'm not saying that your number is high because I don't judge people's lady parts. I just don't do what you want with it. Right. God gave it to you. Not me. Not my position to tell you what to do with it. But what I'm going to tell you is most men don't deal well with those kinds of situations, especially when you said 80 plus men that you can think of. So that tells me that you don't even know exactly how many men you've slept with and saying, I don't know, is possibly the only thing worse than actually giving your actual body count. So as opposed to doing all of that, just be like, hey, look, we don't really need to share this kind of information. And the reason why is because I'm not big about living in the past because it's there. Right. And who I am today doesn't have anything to do with what I did back then. Right. I mean, you might have to go biblical on him. God forgives us daily. He doesn't go remind us about the things we did like 10 years ago. He doesn't. And again, I don't it just I don't think you share this information. I'm not telling you to be deceitful. I'm not telling you to say something that's not true. I'm just saying that this might just be one that you might just keep to yourself. That's just me. What do you think, Nicole? We got to use the spirit of discernment. <laughs> um, I just feel like there's a way to come clean and be honest and not lie but to also not tell the truth, okay? So I would say, you know, I would go over there 
one, you storm out, but you know yourself, you'd have been holding around. You you already know it, right? You've already said that you're sexually mature and you feel like you have sex with whoever you want to have sex with and you don't turn the block, right? So we already know the number is high. You feel like the number is high. That's why you're embarrassed to say it, okay? But what I would say is men and their egos, all men want to think that they are the first people <laughs> or at least number two or three, Okay. All men want to think that no men want no man wants to think that they've been with somebody that they now have to turn into a housewife, right? They don't want to feel that way. That that ego thing breaks them down because then they realize, ooh, uh, she got experience in this field. I may not be performing at the level of the starting five, right? And when men do that, that ego thing, you know, then they have like you know, mental issue with libido and all kinds of stuff. And you don't want those kind of issues in your relationship. So I would say, listen, hey, baby, the only person right now that matters is you. And I want to focus on us and our relationship. Do I have a past? Yes, I have a past. I am not proud of my past or the relationships that have not worked out, but I feel a deeper connection with you. And let's just focus on that and move forward. And I'll pro- I promise I will never have you in a room embarrassed with people thinking that they know something that you don't know. I can promise you that. And I would move forward. I think that for men, it is about feeling like, don't have me looking crazy in this room with other people you've slept with. And, and, and I don't know, right? So as long as you reassure him that you will not have him out there looking crazy, then I think that that's going to be good enough. Now, the real issue now is you just slept with two of his friends. And he knows you've slept with two of his friends. So how do you and him continue in this relationship and hang out with said friends, right? Because that's going to be real weird. Because his friends have had you. He can't really even have boy talk about you because men do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. They may not share the details, right? But they still going to say, this was going on. I feel good. I'm with somebody good, blah, 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 right? But knowing that they've had you and either they left you or maybe you just left them, it's still going to be awkward because now he can't confide in them about you, not saying that boys should be telling intimate details of their sexual relationships, but the small talk won't be there. It'll be somewhat awkward. And it may be that you reassure him that, listen, your friends were just like, I mean, I was having fun one night. It just happened. This is nothing serious. There's nothing deep there. Like reassuring him may be um, something that he needs to move forward. Um, and I think you should reassure him that there was nothing really serious going on there because to your point, you weren't trying to have that with any of your past um, situations. You were just trying to have a quick entanglement and move on. So reassuring him of that um, could probably help the situation. But again, y'all are going to have to talk through this, how you can move forward and how he can still be friends with these other two people. And it may be that he's not as close of friends with them as you think, right? Because you're just seeing these friends six months into your relationship. So they probably aren't that close. Uh, maybe this is that, you know, college buddies that happen to be in town or people that he sees 
every once in a while, but not people you talk to every day. So maybe it's not going to be as awkward, but you still need to address it to make sure that it's not going to be an awkward situation. But I would not, and I repeat, I would not say, listen, I've been with 80 plus guys that I can remember. That makes you sound like a hoe. I would reassure him that that's your past. You are now his present and his future, and you want to focus on that. That is what I would do, and that's a way to keep it honest and move forward at the same time. Yeah, Nicole, you better than me because I'm the friends thing. It's it was just a lot. The friend, like your two friends. It, we've had this conversation before on this podcast. If it's your friends, like if you've been with my friends, I don't want to be with you. And it's not no knock to you. I, it's just. My friends found you first. Like, I don't know. I don't like to cross the friend told told the friend line, but okay. This one says, ladies, I just have a quick question. I would be pumped if you read it on the podcast, but a simple email reply will do. So I hope you're pumped. Um, It says my husband, it says second marriage, asked me the other day about how many men I'd been with. Mind you, I'm 48 years old, so I'm I definitely thought that he was kidding or he was watching something on the TV and asked me just as a rhetorical question. So I didn't answer. Well, he brought it up again. He said, I must have something to hide since I didn't respond. I still haven't responded. My question is, my question was to him, why? Is it important after eight years of marriage, especially since we've both been married before? I don't understand why he wants to know. I don't even want to answer his crazy question. Ladies, am I tripping or is he being a little obscure or should I just tell him what he wants to know and get it over with? Listen, I wouldn't answer that question. First of all, I would be like, even if I did know the answer, I would be like, I don't remember that. That's been so long ago. We've been married for eight years. We probably together two years before that. It's been 10 years since I've been with anybody else. So I don't remember that. How many women have you been with? So I would flip it because you've been married. It's not like you're going to find some information out and have grounds to divorce you. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? Like this is the time, the time to find that information out is when you're dating somebody, if it really matters. You find it out before you get legal papers on somebody that's binding. You don't find that out after eight years of marriage, especially if that you haven't been with anybody for eight years, right? You haven't been with anybody at least since before him. I hope not. Now, he might be asking you because you cheated. Now, he had the right to ask all the questions he wanted to. You've been around the block cheating. But if you haven't and you've been faithful in your marriage, I would reassure him, like, I don't remember how many people I've been with. I was married before you, so I was with him, and I haven't been with anybody else since I got married to you. So why does it matter? And I would leave it at that. Um, If he can't accept that you haven't been with anybody since he's been with you, and that you don't remember because it's been a decade, then he got problems. He got problems, problems. Because that is just irrelevant. So I see why you walked away. But lady, we got to be quicker with the tongue. We got to be quicker with the tongue. You know, you got to flip it back or you have to be clever with your words and say, why does it even matter? I've been with you for 10 years. Why does it matter? I haven't been with anybody for 10 years, which is all that matters. Then let him go sit back, things that make you go, hmm, hmm, you're right. Hmm, you're right. 
And then once he says you're right, then you can say, and daddy, you're the only thing that matters. Look, you're the best I ever had. Go ahead and stroke that ego a little bit. Put it, you know, put it out there. So then he can walk around with his chest still caught a little bit around the house. But yeah, I mean, none of that matters. Tell me what you think. Now, Nicole, go have you out here pregnant. Talking about some daddy, you the best thing I ever had. Uh-uh, girl. <laughs> I, um, no, Nicole. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm with you. Be quicker with the tongue. But don't get that quick because then you end up pregnant. All I'm saying is this seems like a, a situation where it sounds like your husband might have added to his body count. And it sounds like when he added to his body count, he couldn't accuse you of cheating. So he brought this up. That's what it sounds like to Janine. Or at least that's what my little Leo mind would have conjured up if Ken came home and asked me what my body count was today. Because I mean, my dude, we've been together all this time. What difference does it make? We here now. You the one that bought the horse. So you, you bought the horse. You bought the bad horse. Too bad. You stuck with me now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would be saying. So what would be the purpose of me answering your question? I just wouldn't answer it. Even if your body count was like two, your first husband and this husband, I wouldn't answer it just on principle. Sir, what? How disrespectful of you. How dare you ask me what my body count is now after you done bought this cow? Boy, enjoy this milk here and quit it. Because what? Why would I'm with you? Why are you asking randomly? You're 48 years old. So you've been married. You've been together since you were or at least married since you were 40. Who knows how long you were together before that? And then you had a husband before that, sir. You a little bit too late to be asking this question, at least for Janine and whoever anonymously wrote this letter in. I feel like your husband missed the boat. You can tell him I said it. Play this episode for him because. Why does it matter at this point? And it don't. Thank you. But I mean, you brought up a good point. I mean, but deflecting by asking somebody's body count, that would be a hell of a way to deflect. I mean, mm, I don't know, Johnny. I think that's a stretch. I don't think that man is, is cheating. But there may be, there is some reason. I don't know why he's asking it out of the blue. I mean, I but it is weird after you've been together all these years, all of a sudden, you're asking now, but it would be you would be really shady to cheat after you've been married for eight years. Right. So like you cheating. What else? What would be the other reason that you are asking my body count? Did you meet someone that I slept with years ago? I mean, is that the case or did I, I mean, maybe the person that wrote the letter in is maybe they were cheating and maybe they got caught and just didn't share that part with us. Who knows? It just feels if we have all of the, the necessary information, this feels a little odd to come out of the blue after you've been married for eight years. And then for him to press you for the answer. Why do you care? You know, I'm real good at asking this, right? Maybe you should do this. And this might be some really terrible advice. So if it doesn't work, please don't come call him. But this is what Janine does. If my husband asks me a question that I know he doesn't really want the answer to, I really ask him, like, do you really want the answer to this question? Do you really want the answer to the question? Because that's that's a real thing, right? Like, people ask because they think that that's what they're supposed to do. Sometimes they just ask out of habit, right? Like, sometimes they're just asking because they just, sir, 
they just want something to ask about or they want to be engaged. And that's a way of being engaged is to ask a question. But sometimes they really don't want to know the answer to this question. And I really don't think that your husband wants to know the answer to the question. The only right answer to that question for him is two, you and your ex-husband. And it might really in his mind, in his male mind, it might really be one. That might really be the answer to the question, right? Him. He might just want to know that you're the that he's the only person that your first marriage you was celibate. Who knows? I just <sighs> ask him, does he really want to answer the question? And if he really wants to answer the question, then he's ready to he's ready and prepared for the consequences that may come along with the answer. So if he says yes, maybe you go ahead and tell him. It's against my better judgment. But sometimes people they gotta find out what they don't really need to know so they can stop asking dumb questions. Hmm. There's that. All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? Okay, this one is actually kind of interesting. So Nectar Sleep, you know, the people who make the sleep mattresses, the mattresses that we sleep on, they like go up and down. I think they make sleep almost something like sleep number, but it's Nectar Sleep. So they did a study. They did a study about it was only for people 30 and under that had settled down. So 30 and under that had settled down and they wanted to know how many people that they'd slept with before they settled down. They only surveyed people in the U.S., okay? And this is what they got. The average female or person that identifies as female had slept with 19 people before settling down. And for those of you who cannot see Nicole's faces, I have honored to be able to see. She is shocked and stunned, and she has backed away from her the screen because she's shocked. So for the average male person that identifies as male, again, who had settled down by 30 prior to them settling down, heads up with 26 people or individuals. So again... Celebrity, body count, 35, might not be as high as we think, Nicole. I was shocked too. What did you learn new this week? So um, a couple things. I did look at some things about body count, which that was much lower than your uh, body count study, but you did survey people under 30. But one thing I did learn is that there is a body count sex calculator out there by slate.com and it can tell you how you compare to your peers of your own group and gender when it comes to body count yeah girl you just go to it you put in your age you select whether you're male or female and click calculate and then it'll tell you your body count is higher than 69 percent of other females your age or it's lower than 80% of females your age. Yeah, I mean, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So it lets you know. I guess it tells you like almost like on the scale of hoishness, <laughs> this is where you fall. I thought that was horrible. But yeah, there's a sex calculator out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going I'm to pass on that one. Right. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Yes, ma'am. And this motivational moment reads, all of us aren't lucky enough to fall in love with a college sweetheart and stay with them forever. 
for many of us, we had trials and errors before getting it right. There's no shame in that. As long as you and the person you choose to love respects your body and privacy, that's all that matters. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show up your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.